Hello and welcome to those of you in London on 980 CFPL, in Hamilton on the mighty 900 CHML, and in Toronto on 640 Toronto. But first, many Canadian government websites, they have been temporarily shut down due to, well, yes, another cyber attack. This attack is being called the Log4Shell, and it's affecting websites uh, not only here in Canada, but right around the world. Here's cybersecurity expert David Shipley, who joins us now for more on this here on Global News Radio. Hey, David, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Okay, uh, what is the basis of this uh, latest attack? Uh, how is it compromising uh, computers and computer systems? So, uh, fundamentally, every computer system likes to log the activities done by users or applications. This is called logging. And a popular framework for the Java application is called Log4j, and it's made by the Apache uh, foundation, which makes free open source software. And what a lot of people don't realize is most of the world, governments, business, private sector products are actually built on a lot of this open source software. And so this flaw, it allows attackers to remotely send code against a server. It's really easy to do this, trivially easy sort of script kitty, kitty level stuff. And they get the crown jewels of hacking, what we call remote code execution, so they can take full control of a server. And what we're seeing attackers do on the relatively trivial side is compromise servers and devices to do things like mine Bitcoin and abuse that infrastructure to try and make money. The more frightening stuff comes from folks trying to do ransomware attacks. And this is coming at a time where we've never seen ransomware higher. And on the extreme edge is the potential for nation states or terrorist groups to target critical infrastructure that may be using this kind of technology within it. Okay, what sort of information here at home, here in Canada, has been compromised? Do we know? We don't know of any compromises. What we do know is that government, alerted by this particular uh, vulnerability uh, as of Friday, started preemptively taking down websites. Because what happened Friday when they announced this vulnerability, and it is so widespread, is that a race began between attackers who did not know about this flaw previously and governments, businesses, and others who now had to race against the clock. And to give you a sense of the volume of attacks, since Friday, and it's only Tuesday, there have been more than 840,000 attack attempts around the world using this vulnerability. And so CRA preemptively took their websites down, the government of Quebec, governments in New Brunswick have been taking down online services while they work against the clock to patch this to prevent a major incident. I was about to ask you that. Uh, governments, other organizations, not only here in Canada, but right, right around the world, they're currently looking for some sort of fix, some sort of patch for this? There is a, there is a patch and there are mitigation steps that can be put in place. But the really big challenge, and the U.S. government and the defense minister have highlighted this, is you may not realize all the places this particular Log4j flaw exists in. It may be products that you've built. It may be products that you buy. It may be products from online service providers like Amazon Web Services or Microsoft Azure that use this technology to power services they offer to your organization. So it is like looking for hundreds of needles in millions of uh, haystacks. It's incredibly complex. Okay, so our personal individuals then, David, are they at risk here? They are potentially at risk for 
um, their devices, if their devices were using Java applications, et cetera, that had this vulnerability, there have been some examples of iPhones and Android phones being vulnerable to this exploit, but it's been patched relatively quickly. So the risk isn't so much at the personal computer, tablet, or phone level. It's with these servers and services that we all rely on um, that power our governments and our power utilities. That's the, that's the big risk. Okay, is this just the latest example? And you and I have uh, talked, it seems like uh, forever about this, uh, David, of how governments and organizations are unprepared when it comes to this fight against cyber crime, cyber criminals and ransomware. Is this just the latest example of this? It is. And the thing is, is it's all about timing. This is the worst vulnerability we've seen in a decade. It's even worse than the vulnerability that caught Equifax flat foot. Remember the big breach of everyone's detailed personal financial information involving Americans, Canadians, and UK citizens? That was also from open source software maintained by the Apache Foundation. And that was also a race between attackers and defenders. And according to security experts at firms like Tenable, this is worse. This is the worst we've ever seen. And it's happening at a dangerous time for us. It's happening during a global pandemic where ransomware gangs are taking down entire healthcare networks. It's happening at a time when the West is getting really uncomfortably close to a conflict in the Ukraine with the Russian government. And we know that cyber would be part of either preemptively part of that action or could be part of the tension already. So the timing is terrible for a vulnerability of this nature. And IT teams are exhausted. They have been through the pandemic like all of us, and they are not going to be operating at the capacity that they need to be to stay ahead of the criminals. Yeah. Our governments, and in particular, the Canadian government, David, are they taking this uh, finally uh, seriously, or maybe they have taken it seriously, but uh, they're now uh, really noticing, really feeling the vulnerabilities and are doing something uh, about it, being uh, proactive? Because I think your point is one that's uh, well made. I mean, they call this cyber warfare sometimes, right? And is this kind of the, the new battleground, do we think, maybe moving forward into 2022 and uh, beyond? where uh, you know governments are going to have to protect themselves digitally. Absolutely. It is, it is the new front of warfare, and it has been since the Americans decided to use cyber to take down the Iranian nuclear centrifuges with Stuxnet years ago. There is an ongoing conflict between Israel and Iran right now where they're hacking each other's stuff nonstop, and we're at the brink of that with the, with the Russian government. Um, and this is the first time, and I will give full credit to the new defense minister, where we've actually seen a, a statement from a federal minister of the crown actually talking about cybersecurity and urgently calling people to action. So I, I am encouraged by that because we have seen uh, a deafening silence from them about some of the more major cyber attacks that we've seen this fall, like the, the takedown of the Newfoundland healthcare system. Uh, and it looks like they're starting to wake up to it, which is good. But we're waking up in the fourth quarter of this game and the attackers, they are way ahead on the scoreboard on this one. And my real concern is the takedown of our pipelines, our electrical utilities, our hospitals at the worst possible time. All right. Got to leave it there for now. David, appreciate the time and the update as always. Thanks so much for this. You're always welcome. It's David Shipley, cybersecurity expert with us. And we're back after break here on Global News Radio.
Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.